Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash radiodetectives. To be sure and never miss an episode, I encourage you to follow the podcast using your favorite podcast software. Our listener support slash appreciation campaign begins and you can become one of our Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month at patreon.greatdetectives.net and I'll be talking a little bit more about that after the program. You can also support the show on a one-time basis and I want to thank Randy for doing that using the Zelle app sending to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Thank you for your support, Randy. Well, now it's time for this week's episode of Sam Spade. The original air date, June 5th, 1949 and the title is The Overjord Keeper. The Adventures of Sam Spade, Detective. Brought to you transcribed by Wild Root Cream Oil Hair Tonic. The non-alcoholic hair tonic that contains lanolin. Wild Root Cream Oil. Again and again, the choice of men and women and children, too. Sam Spade, Detective Agency. Pretty sweetheart. Any uh, calls, messages, alarms, or excursions? Oh, just one, Sam. Which? Well, I suppose you might call it an excursion, Sam. Mm-hmm. He's from literature. Travel agent, eh? Well, a little trip somewhere might be nice. I feel as if I could sleep forever. Oh, Sam! Well, I'm not gone yet. Oh, Sam, you mustn't talk like that. I've been sitting here reading this booklet, and it says it's later than we think. It can't be. My watch says three minutes of nine. Now, there, you see, it is later than we think. I was slow, too, till I said it by the radio. Well, pick it up and set it in your favorite chair. I'll be right down to dictate my report on the overjoyed caper, or Pepe's Folly, or Who Put the Corpse in the Murphy Bed? What? Dashiell Hammett, America's leading detective fiction writer and creator of Sam Spade, the hard-boiled private eye, and William Spear, radio's outstanding producer-director of mystery and crime drama, Join their talents to make your hair stand on end with the adventures of Sam Spade. Presented by the makers of Wild Root Cream Oil for the hair. Ah, June, month of vacations for all the family. Here's hoping you've planned yourself a good one and that you'll remember to take along plenty of Wild Root Cream Oil hair tonic. In spite of heat and winds, Wild Root Cream Oil grooms your hair neatly and naturally, relieves annoying dryness, removes loose, ugly dandruff. Ask for it in the big, economical, family-sized bottle and handy tube that's easy to pack in your suitcase. Be sure to ask for it by name. Wild Root Cream Oil Hair Tonic. Again and again, the choice of men and women and children, too. And now, with Howard Duff starring as Spade, Wild Root brings to the air the greatest private detective of them all in the adventures of Sam Spade. Don't say that word again, Effie. I didn't mean in a financial sense, you darling. There you go again. I meant we poor mortals as it must to all men, Sam. Mm-hmm. We're all clay-footed after all, merely leaving footprints in the sands of time. You need a vacation, Eff. Maybe you better take that excursion. Oh, no! 
Now, don't act like that. I'll hardly miss you. Oh, Dad. Now, come on, come on. Let's see those travel folders. Where are they? Oh, don't... Ah, here we are. Uh, plan now for that long, long journey. Our carefree layaway plan relieves the burdens of those left behind. <laughs> well, nice of them to think of me. Uh, luxurious accommodations. Funny-looking stateroom. Why does that bunk have a lid on it? Let's see. It probably explains it somewhere. Our, uh... Our special nylon-tufted couch-type model with chrome-plated magnesium handles and lightweight alloy liner has been called by many satisfied customers the Paul Bearer's friend. Well, of all the... Well, I... <laughs> Who brought this into my office? His name is Converse Etheridge. What? He's with the Dardanella Mortuary. Don't mention his name in my presence. That man has no live friends. Now, Sam, don't be too rash on him. After all, it's his living. He is a worm in the apple of contentment, a roadblock in the highway of life, a meter in the taxi cab of happiness. Are you ready, Sam? No! I already have the date, Sam. To whom is this addressed? Hmm? Oh, uh, to uh, Mrs. Uh, Joy Overjoyed. Uh, no, you better make that uh, George Overjoyed. Uh, Mrs. I'll make it your mind, Sam. I said Mrs. Yes, sir. But is it boy overboard? I mean, um, Joy Overjoyed? Or is it... Uh, it is Judge Overboard. Now, wait a minute. Just let me get this straight, Sam. I have Judge George. Mrs. Oh. Well, to avoid any further confusion, Sam, wouldn't it be just as clear to address it as Mrs. O.G. Judge? The name is not Judge F. It's Overgorge. Uh, George. Uh... Now, wait a minute, Sam. Now, wait a minute. Just be very, very quiet for just a minute. Now, look here. I won't have you putting the blame on... Shh, now, wait. All right. Mrs. George over George. Hyphen. If it'll make you happier. Oh, thank you, Sam. From, uh... Yes, Sam. License number 137596. That you can get. Uh, subject, your jewelry. Uh, dear Mrs. Overture... Uh, Overture. In close, you will find my statement for services rendered, which you will no doubt be as surprised to receive as I am to be sending it. It started, as such things often do, with that curse of civilization... That broken spring in the couch of privacy. The telephone. Yes? Mr. Spade? Speaking. This is Mrs. George Overjord. Hmm? That's O-V-E-R-J-O-R-D. I have it. I'm staying at the Hotel Belvedere, Mrs. Spade. Mr. Stover, the house detective, was good enough to recommend you. Oh, then he's got the something. I beg your pardon? Uh, a good friend of mine, Mr. Stover. And uh, uh, what was it you had in mind, Mrs. Overjord? George. But you're wrong. That's my first name. I uh, beg your pardon? Joy. Oh, I got it wrong. When you uh, spell it out, I thought... That... I think you better come over here right away, Mrs. Spade. I have a rather serious problem to place before you. Mm. These little details can wait. Of course. And come right up. I'm in room 315. Mm. <laughs> Oh, don't uh... bother with it here. I'll make room here. Oh. Huh. Thanks. Here. 
Now. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, don't worry about George. He's on a gray line tour. I won't be back for hours. George? Yes, poor dear. He's my husband. Well, uh, well, Mrs. Overjoy. You're uh... sweet. Call me, George. I feel that since you're a detective, you'll know my secret sooner or later. So, why hide anything? Well, what, what are these? Uh, feathers? <laughs> sort of. Now, now listen, Sam. To begin with, my husband must never know. Yes, well, uh, oh, all right. About the jewels. Oh. You see, he gave me the money for a floater policy on the necklace, and I was naughty. I sank it in a wild mood. Sam, are you listening? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, yeah, you uh, sank somebody's mink. Uh, tell me, uh, what did you want to do with the mink? No, Sam. I sank a floater. So now it isn't insured, and it's gone. Ran away. Not the mink, Sam, the necklace. What shall I do? It's worth $30,000. Please. But uh, what about your husband? He'll be awfully angry. He's an absolute bog on insurance. And he'd be very upset if he knew I was not fully covered. Uh, what time did you say that gray line bus gets back? Sam, we just can't while away precious hours. We've got to find that necklace. My husband... Oh, darling, you're not country. My husband... Who? What? But, darling, George Overjord is the richest man in the state of Wisconsin. He'd be very hard to replace. You're absolutely right. Husbands should be kept in that place. Sam, if you don't take more interest in this problem... I just have to get another detective. Huh? Oh, no. Hey, hey, don't do that. Now, what? What are you looking for? Uh, the, the telephone. I uh, want to check those gray line bus schedules. Around 5 in the p.m., after we phoned room service for some sandwiches and a pitcher of martinis, I uh, got my assignment. It seemed that the hotel thief who had made off with the necklace had been surprised red-handed and had dropped the rest of the swag valued at around a hundred grand while making his getaway. My problem was to recover the necklace before, quote, George, unquote, tried to put in a claim on it and found out it hadn't been insured. I agreed that it might be smart to put the rest of the jewels in the hotel safe under my name. This I did. About then, somebody breathed down my neck and said, Hello, darling. Hello, hello, hello. I froze. A second ticked by before I even had courage to turn around and face him. It couldn't be, but it was Feffy Valerio Eminescu, a con merchant so slick that he finally swindled most of his competitors out of business and even succeeded in selling himself in the oldest con game of them all, the Spanish prisoner game. The last time I had locked horns with him, yellow diamonds were turning white faster than the hair of the policeman he was suing for false arrest. Beffy's hair was still very black and very oily, and the big smile he wore was very white and very oily. Sam, darling, do not look so shameful. I am angry on you. You're not angry on me. You can fool with part of the people some other time, but you can't fool Beffy for long. You did a trick on me to lure me out from San Francisco. A gold mine, you promised me. A gold brick mine. But you see, I am humorous. I don't hate you. 
In fact, I am contrary. You are. And just to prove that I have no harbor of house fooling with you, mm. what do you think of this one? Never mind. We buy a printing press. And what are we pressing? Your luck. No. Tickets. Vouchers and the Romanian national lottery. Vouchers. Vouchers. With the iron curtain dangling, who could see through it? Fluffy, darling, where are you staying? I, I am a guest on this hotel. I'm sure of that. May I inquire which room the management is losing money on this time? I think I changed The neighbors have got noises. 317. Also the plumbing. 313. Stop beating around these bushes. What have you caught me doing? Come on, let's have a look at your room. On the way upstairs to his room, Fluffy gave me a rundown on the noises in the room adjoining his, 315. On one occasion, according to his story, he'd heard a woman scream, but the rest of it was all in Norwegian. According to him, Overjord was a Norwegian name. But all the same, it sounded fishy, and I don't mean loot fish. When I gave him a rundown on the missing Overjord necklace, he threw up his hands in anguish and said, Oh, Sam, darling, I, I think we'd better have a couple of drunks and talk over this. Sit down, Fabi. Aren't we thirsty? No. Look, Fabi. Out of those jimmy marks, get on that connecting door. Jimmy, aha, now I see it. Not only do those Norwegians have noises, they have bad habits. And this a client from you. Fluffy, why would the overjaws break into their own room from this side of the connecting door? Don't interrupt me, I, I am thinking. Where does that door lead? Uh, to the bed. A bedroom? Don't speak on it, don't go near it. What's in there? A morphine. Let's have a look. Hey, Sam, darling, I don't want you to get hurt. Fluffy, are you threatening me? Worse, I am warning you. That makes it easy. The same darling don't. Remember Pandora? Oh, be quiet. And that, Mrs. Overjord, is when if I had to live over, I wouldn't have taken the case for all the fish in Norway. The Murphy bed that flew out at me as I opened the door was occupied. The occupant was wearing a dark blue suit, a conservative tie, a small white chrysanthemum in his lapel, and a peaceful expression on his face. He had a very healthy color for a dead man. The makers of Wild Root Cream Oil are presenting the weekly Sunday adventure of Dashiell Hammett's famous private detective, Sam Spade. Tonight, for the first time, Wild Root announces a big double bargain combination package to introduce amazing new Wild Root Liquid Cream Shampoo. Here it is. You get a 60-cent bottle of exciting new Wild Root Liquid Cream Shampoo, plus a 60-cent bottle of famous Wild Root Cream Oil Hair Tonic, a twenty-cent value for only 59 cents. It's a wonderful chance to get acquainted with brand new Wild Root Liquid Cream Shampoo, the shampoo that combines the best features of liquids and creams and soapless cleansing, plus soothing lanolin, a shampoo that leaves your hair beautifully clean, soft, radiant, easy to manage. Remember, this big double-bargain combination package contains a 60-cent bottle of the popular new Wild Root Liquid Cream Shampoo, plus a 60-cent bottle of Wild Root Cream Oil Hair Tonic, a $1.20 value for only 59 cents. But the offer is limited, so don't miss out. Go to your drug or toilet goods counter today or tomorrow, sure, and ask for Wild Root's big double-bargain combination package, a $1.20 value, only 59 cents. Now, back to the Overjord caper, or The Corpse in the Murphy Bed. Tonight's adventure with Sam Spade. As 
as I stood there looking at that well-dressed corpse on the Murphy bed, I asked myself some leading questions. Who was he, for a start? Had my client's husband returned from his gray line bus tour and stumbled into the wrong room? And then what was really my client's problem? To recover an uninsured necklace or get rid of an insured husband? And what was the function of Feffy? Was he an accomplice, a ghost, or a body snatcher? At that moment, he was in no condition to tell me because he had fainted dead away. When I had revived him... Where, where are I? In a bad spot, Feffy. Now stop clowning and try to make sense. Make sense? Why not? You never saw a man so sensitive. But frankly, I am discouraged. Help me open. Now look, Feffy. I, I am looking. You realize what means that joker who's finally resting on my morphine? I will be disported to Bucharest. You should be so lucky. Lucky? A Romanian in Romania? At the mercies of, of thieves, gypsies, and Hungarians? Okay, Feffy, you don't want to go home. I do. The ticket for both of us is my client's missing necklace. Did you swipe it? Necklace? Who necklace? Darling, talk about him and I listen. Don't worry about that stuff. He'll keep. What, what about I? He is comfortable. But where will I sleep? In another city, if you're smart. Now, don't bother to check out. Just drop your bags out the window, hang the do not disturb sign on the door, and dissolve. That should give you about a 24-hour's head start. But that would be dishonest. I know, I know. But it's a sacrifice you have to make. Okay. Here. Take the necklace. That's better. And you better take my advice, Feffy. Start packing. Like I told you, that corpse is in good shape, but you're not. There was nobody home in room 315, so I glass-keyed my way in and had a look around. I turned up only items that were worth anything. A pair of passports issued respectively to one George Overjord and one Joy Overjord. Also, item and insurance policy with inventory attached on the Overjord jewels. What made that interesting was the fact that the necklace, which my client had told me was uninsured, was there in the inventory. After that, I wasn't at all surprised at what I found in the closet. Okay, okay. Take it easy. I'll get you loose just as quick as I can. Here, I'll get these gags out first. There you are. Joy, are you all right? Yeah, you're. Oh, there you are. Here. Let me help you up. Oh, oh my back. Four hours in that place. Those villains. Uh, who did this to you? We don't know. The Yomtanos then we are coming home backwards. What? Joy. Look at the time. Our boat sails in an hour. If we don't hurry, we will miss it. Yeah, yeah, I will pack. You go now, young man. Thank you. Yeah, goodbye. Uh, well, just a minute. I want to get a few things straight. Uh, you are Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Overjoy? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we don't worry. Insurance will take care of all. Goodbye. I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm annoying you, but I'm just not quite ready to leave. Now, if what you had in mind was picking up a little ready cash from the insurance company, I'm afraid I've bollocked up your cable. Uh, Boric? Again? In other words, I'm a detective, and I have your jewels. Yeah? Yeah, you're here. Yeah, yeah, that is good. You sleep them on the table. Yeah, good. Well, it's not quite as good as all that. Before I can hand them over to you, I've got to clear a few things up between you and my client and another guy with a dead man in his room. Uh, we don't know any dead man. Not in California. We are from old country. Wisconsin. Oh, well, that's different. Is, is, is that everything yours? Yeah, yours. Call the bell call. Uh, don't be in such a hurry. Well, why not? The ship don't wait. Now, look, this will only take a few seconds. I'll have to make a report on this, you see. So I have to know exactly how it happened. Now, uh, 
You say you just come into that room. Uh, now, you must have been standing about here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Overjoy? Uh, not so close to the closet. Uh, well, that's near enough. Now, you just stay where you are. Will you uh, step over this way, Mrs. Overjoy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hurry, please. Mm-hmm. Just a little to uh, the left. There. There. Ah, shut up, Mom. A portion of Afro for bad dialects. Thought that would do it. Thank you. Thank you. And now to meet the troll. Oh, what is that? Oh, what is that? Oh, what is that? Oh, because he never went. Oh, sit down, darling. There's something I must tell you. Yeah, but uh, you sit there and I'll sit here. Darling, you've changed. It makes, it makes it so difficult, this gulf between us. Joy, if I may call you Joy, we must face it. We live in different worlds. It can never be. Cigarette? I understand. But there's no reason we can't meet occasionally and remain good friends. Sure, I'll come to see you on visiting days. Sam, I'm afraid you're making a terrible mistake. Well, I made that when I took you at face value. Your name may be Joy, sweetheart, but you are not overjoyed. Who are you? Darling, does it matter? But I rather like Joy. I think I'll keep it. Yeah, okay, suit yourself. How does, uh, Fetty fit into this cable? Oh, Sam, darling, it's terrible the way that man deceived me. Mm. I should have known he wasn't a Norwegian. Well, don't feel too bad about that. He thinks he's Romanian. He told me his name was Overjoyed, and that it would be all right for me to stay here because his parents were in the adjoining room. Uh, now, let's get this straight. Fatty checked in the room 313. The Overjoyed were here. I take it you were in 317, all with connecting doors. Sort of a census movement, shall we say? <laughs> well, I thought it rather strange that I never met them, especially after they had brought me the jewels and said they were a present from his mother for my birthday. Oh, no. Wait, before you go any further, Angel, how are you going to get out of that corner without getting paint on your little feet? Well, he finally told me everything. Mm. And that I was as deep in it as he was. That's when I called you. Why? I was panic-stricken. I had to get out from under. And, baby, look at you now. Well, Sam, you will have to admit that I could have done worse. Unless I misjudged you, we do have a deal. Yeah, that's part of it, all right. But what about that corpse? Oh, that. That was in case Jeffrey got rid of that necklace before he was caught with it. The police would have something else to hold him on so you and I could get out of the country with the jewels. Uh-huh. uh-huh. How'd you get him up here? Piggyback? A bellboy helped me. I told him it was my husband that he was stiff. Yeah, how stiff can you get? You don't believe me? Nope. Oh, I love you. Stop that. All right. Go ahead. Torture me. Why don't you hit me with your fist? You're a big, strong man. I'm only a woman. What have you got to lose? Look, all I want to know is who put that corpse in the murphy bed. How dare you? How dare you make love to me and then insult me and push me around like an old shoe? Oh, I guess not. I don't have to put up with it, and I'm not going to. I'm going back to Fatty. He's a crook, but he loves me. I hate you. Hate you. I hate you. Hey, my ear. Oh, no. You're choking me? I am not. I can't breathe. Darling, darling, what are they doing to you? You, you be 
induce these poor girls to her conditions? I guess so. I don't know how. Sam, <laughs> darling, we are no longer friends. Our relations are short of men and boys. <laughs> but you, my love, <laughs> I forgive you. Come away with me. We will start life anew with a better scheme. But, Betty, dear, aren't you forgetting something? First, you will. That old man and that old woman lied to us. They are not overjoyed. They are crooks and robbers. Betty, no. Sam. I think he's right. But how did you... I found him in there and untied them. Instead of phoning the police, they started packing. So you see, darling, we couldn't take the jewels anywhere. But why now? The MS to motto inscribed on our family crest. Honor among thieves, except for gypsies and Hungarians. But, Fessy, dear, I tried to steal them from you. That was another horse call, my darling. Between you and I is a technical difference. This is known as a double crowd. That is expected from a woman. But from you, Sam, darling, I am aghast. I am appalling. You have behaved without charm. I don't hate you, but it is all I can do to forgive you. Come, my lord. Now, wait a minute. For what? You have the jewels. You can prove nothing. There's still that corpse. Sam, darling, come, I show you. I saw was a well-made Murphy bed. The well-dressed corpse was gone. When I turned around, so were Feffy and Joy. Period. End of report. Next week, uh, Sweetie's dialect. But Sam. Yes, Evie. Oh, I hardly know where to start. Oh, uh, P.S. I have turned your jewels over to the robbery detail of the San Francisco police, together with Sven and Marta Lagerson, who were still in the closet when the police arrived. But Sam, don't you? Oh yes. Add this. The uh, Lagersons told the cops here that they had worked as household servants in your home in Wisconsin and had hit on their bright idea of making off with your jewels while you were away on a month-long canoe trip through the Chain Lakes, which gave them ample time to make their getaway. They switched passport pictures and used your name to justify their possession of the jewels in case they were questioned. That, plus the insurance policy complete with inventory, was good enough to fool even the nefarious Feffy. But, Sam... One question, Effie. No more. But if it's about that corpse, save your breath. What else? Go type that up, Angel. I'm still working on it. And now, listen to this. Don't delay. Get your Wild Root Cream Oil now. The nation's leading hair tonic with Wild Root's big bargain combination package. For a limited time, you can get a 60-cent bottle of Wild Root Cream Oil hair tonic plus a 60-cent bottle of Wild Root's sensational new liquid cream shampoo. A dollar twenty cent value, both for only fifty nine cents. Get it today for the whole family. Well, here it is, Sam. Did you get any place? Well, there's a couple of fingers left in there. Will you join me? Oh, thank you. No, I meant a different kind of stiff. Oh, the one in the Murphy bed. Well, uh, I'm expecting a break on that any day now. Well, you have a wall-sized bed in your apartment, Sam. A similar proximity will inspire you to greater mental thought. Please, I won't sleep a wink. That's just what Mr. Etheridge said. But I told him you were busy on this big jewel robbery. What was his problem? The man from the mortuary, you know. That vulture. He is a razor blade in a parachute pack of optimism. He is a sandbar in the river Styx. He Well, is... as I said, Sam, it's his living. 
But I promised to give you the message. It seems he, went, he wants to find this woman. Now, mm. she did a very strange thing. Yeah. I mean, she came into the Dardanella mortuary and said her name was O'Rourke. And her husband was there and that his parents had arrived from Ireland right when he dropped dead. And the Irish relatives were mad because she sent him out for embalming before they could have a wait. And she wanted to know if Mr. Edwards could sneak him into the hotel before they found out. Why didn't you tell me this before? Well, Sam, I didn't want to clutter up your mind when you were busy on a big jewel case here. And besides, he learned that she was a practical joker and got his body... <gasps> Sam. Yes, Sam. Sam, could it... Uh, the one in the mercy bed, I mean. Is it the short arm of coincidence, Sam? Yeah, probably is. You know, everything that happens in hotels doesn't get in the papers. Hardly a day goes by that some joker doesn't plant an embalmed body in a Murphy bed. If it isn't that, it's frogs or salamanders, or sometimes it used to be crackers when so many of them were on the American plan, you know. Crackers? Oh, good night, Sam. Good night, sweetheart. Adventures of Sam Spade, Dashiell Hammett's famous private detective, are produced and directed by William Spear. Sam Spade is played by Howard Duff. Lorene Tuttle is Effie. The Adventures of Sam Spade are written for radio by Bob Tallman and Gil Dowd. Musical direction by Lutz Luskin, with score composed by Rene and Pierre Garrigan. Join us again next Sunday when author Dashiell Hammett and producer William Spear join forces for another adventure with Sam Spade. Brought to you transcribed by Wild Root Cream Oil. Again and again, the choice of men and women and children, too. This is Dick Joy reminding you to... Get wild root cream oil, Charlie. It keeps your hair in trim. You see, it's non-alcoholic, Charlie. It's made with soothing lanolin. You better get wild root cream oil, Charlie. Start using it today. You'll find that you will have a tough time, Charlie. Keeping all the gals away. Hiya, Baldy. Get wild root right away. CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. WTRY, WTRIFM, Troy, New York. Have you tried Wheaties? Wheaties are You bet. Lots of energy. Yeah, man. Wheaties. Whole wheat flakes. Wheaties, the breakfast of champions. Mmm, and are they good? Welcome back. A very puzzling caper. Uh, this episode does... Now I'm going to talk a little bit about our listener support campaign. We've been doing these twice a year since uh, spring of 2011, with the exception of last spring, which decided not to do since we were expecting our son to be born. And the approach has varied. I started out kind of inspired by the old PBS pledge drives. I don't know if they still do those, but... That was the original inspiration to being a lot more low-key. And we're focused on our Patreon campaign. Now, it's not that we don't appreciate one-time supporters. We certainly do. I know there are some people who, just by the way that they've done business all their life, it's just easier for them to 
write us a check once a year, and that is what works for them. So, again, we appreciate all that support, whether it's by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho 83715, or if it's uh, through the Zelle app to Box 13 at greatdetectives.net, or by YouTube by clicking the Super Thanks button to send a donation that way, or by going to support.greatdetectives.net where you can click on our PayPal button. The Patreon campaign works for a couple of reasons. First, uh, so many of us, we've got things set up automatically for so many aspects of our lives. And you can set up your Patreon support for as little as $2 per month, and so it's convenient. It works for us as a podcast because it gives us a reliable amount of income each month. You know, it varies a little, but we know each month that we'll be getting X amount of dollars for Patreon, which makes it easy to budget. And it's really helpful, even as we've had some additional revenue sources uh, come in. We've certainly been blessed by uh, being able to have advertising on the podcast, but that varies in a couple of ways. Even if your download numbers are consistent, your payout for the sort of uh, dynamic ads really can vary quite a bit depending on the time of year and even different weeks as to what type of rates that you get and how many spots can get ads in them. And it can also vary with sponsorships of individual episodes. In 2021, we had more than 10 episodes that were sponsored by various companies and other podcasts. In 2022, we didn't have a single episode that was sponsored. In 2023, we've already had two episodes, but again, that's a great amount of variance. And then you have other things that happen, like when YouTube demonetized our channel for three weeks. All of which to say that the month-in and month-out support of our Patreon supporters really makes a great difference to the success of the podcast. And I appreciate everyone who is a Patreon supporter. Thank you so much. Now, if you are one of our Patreon supporters, there are some benefits that come with this. At all levels, so anywhere over $2 or more per month, we will recognize you on the podcast at the time of donation. We'll send you a monthly Patreon uh, newsletter by me with a little personal update and a little behind the scenes on things that we're planning for all of the different old-time radio podcast projects. And then in April, you'll get to vote for what will be the summer series of The Amazing World of Radio. In addition, we'll occasionally throw in some early access, some projects. In addition, we also honor one Patreon supporter per day randomly selected. And we also honor Patreon supporters who have uh, supported the program for the fifth anniversary of their continued support. And I guess at some point we'll get to a point where we have 10th anniversary Patreons, but that'll be a couple years yet. In addition, at the $4 per month, the Shamus level, you get access to our new and improved premium site, which gives you everything that you can access on the app. So you get all the app extras, and you can just put that into your uh, podcast software if you want that special feed. 
The detective sergeant level is $7.14 or more per month. You also get one ebook every six months uh, from the ones that I've written. And master detective level $15 or more per month. You can have access to them all, as many as you want. Just message me and I'll make that happen. As I do know, a lot of listeners just don't care about the extras and just want to support the program, and I appreciate that as well. And I do want to say this is the only day I'm going to have this conversation. I'll reference one or two benefits at the start of the episode, but other than that, we're just going to go through as we normally do, and we will be uh, posting two more listener support slash listener appreciation specials the next uh, couple of Sundays to thank everyone who's uh, continued to support the program. And if you do want to become one of our Patreon supporters, you can do so at patreon.greatdetectives.net. This make me feel like Fifi had probably been in Sam's Spade before. And so it's one of those cases where you feel like you're missing some continuity by not having the other episodes. But still, this stands pretty well on its own, and it's nice to see Jay Novello having such fun with a roll. Now we turn to listener comments and feedback. And we start with Emmett, who writes in regarding the Joan Davis excerpt we played at the end of Edith Hamilton. The second part is one of the funniest things I've heard in years. I went in and had some rye. There wasn't any white bread. That's Bob and Ray quality humor. Well, glad you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for the comment, Emmett. Also have some nice comments over on YouTube uh, regarding the episode The Bumpus Hellcaper. Uh, Pecos Jack writes, This was very entertaining, a different and fast-paced plot, and a twist of spicy characters indeed. Thanks, Adam. And another listener writes, Wow, that was not a typical episode. Great twist ending. And then we also have uh, an email from Randy, who emails about a few things. I'll kind of excerpt here. Uh, And she mentions uh, Vincent Price and says... Also, well after listening to The Saint, I decided one day to rewatch Edward Scissorhands. As soon as I heard Edward's maker speak, I gasped and said out loud to no one, that's Vincent Price because of your podcast. I really knew who the inventor in the movie was after years of him being no one special to me. That was definitely a nice gift and appreciation you've given me. Uh, Thank you for that, too. Well, thank you so much, Randy. And it is such a treat with old-time radio, where you can experience some older actors you may have heard and things when you were growing up, hear them in an entirely new light. For example, when I was growing up, one of my favorite Disney movies was Alice in Wonderland. And, of course, the Mad Hatter and Marsh Hare stood out. But listening to the old-time radio, I realized that that was Edwin and Jerry Colonna. Growing up, a couple of Donna Michi movies were favorites. There was Harry and the Hendersons, a silly Bigfoot movie that managed to not only have Donna Michi, but John Lithgow and David Suchet. And, of course, that great voice of his was Shadow in Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Now, listening to old-time radio, I get to hear him as this romantic leading man and the MC of the Chasen Sanborn Hour with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. 
And I'm really coming to appreciate more and more what a fine actor he was. Even though my first exposure to him was in his later days as much more of a character actor. She continues, One more thing, and then I'm done and caught up on everything I should have reached out to you about over the years. In October 2019, I had to relocate from upstate New York to Oregon. I completely winged the drive out there. After driving for X number of miles or hours, I'd start looking for some place to spend the night. Well, my last night on the road, I decided to stay in your neck of the woods. I spent the night in Boise. I did not get to explore, but from what little I saw, it looked like a really nice place and an area I'd love to visit. Should I make it back to Boise, is there anything you think I absolutely should uh, check out? Good question. If you come out to Boise, Idaho, and you're a listener to the program, I would recommend going to the Warhawk Museum over in Nampa, which is a nearby city. And it has just got a fantastic amount of World War II items. Now, it's not just the military stuff, although there are some fascinating aircraft and vehicles there. But there's also a lot of things that reflect the times. There are letters and journals. They even did have an exhibit that was playing an old-time radio program last time I was there. It was uh, the Bob Hope Show. And it really gives you insight into the time. Uh, Because you hear about things in old-time radio programs during World War II, but you can actually uh, see things like uh, ration books. It is a really uh, great experience. They also have some materials from the Korean and Vietnam War, not as many, and even a few from some of the more recent campaigns. But again, if you're in the area, I encourage people to go by the Warhawk Museum. We also have the World Center for Birds of Prey, which is worth a visit. And beyond that, we've got our Western Idaho Fair. We don't actually have a state fair in Idaho, but this is the larger one. There's an Eastern Idaho Fair that I've been to. This one's much bigger. You tend to have much larger names in terms of entertainment, attractions, more rides. And of course, we've got a pretty good college football team. And we do have a bowl game every year. And yes, it is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Beyond that, it's kind of hard to say. As someone who lives in Boise, I love things like our zoo and our botanical garden. But I don't think that these are a drawing card for people who don't live close by. Now, in her email, Randy said Oregon, and I don't know what part of Oregon specifically. There are certainly parts of Eastern Oregon where we might be the closest zoo or closest city of a significant size. I think the big thing in Boise is the outdoor life, and that's probably the biggest draw for people visiting from out of state. You can fly into Boise, and if you take the right route in half an hour to 45 minutes, you're driving through some really beautiful country. And there's a lot of opportunities for camping, fishing, hiking, all that sort of thing. 
Personally, I tend to enjoy the outdoors much more in our urban parks. Uh, probably my favorite thing about living here is Boise's uh, city park system. I've got limited free time and I just can't spend it driving around for a couple, three hours. But I drive 10, 15 minutes from my house and I can pretty much get to most of the major parks in town and end up walking down the Boise River having a wonderful time. Uh, Randy uh, concludes the email, says, okay, I'm wrapping up my novella-esque uh, email. I'm going to try to get caught up again on your podcast, but do keep up the good work. I very much enjoy it. Thank you so much for everything. Well, thank you, Randy. I appreciate your email and your kind words and support. And then we have an email from Robert who says, Hi, Adam. I really enjoy your shows, and thanks for all the work you do. I hope you're enjoying being a new dad. My wife and I have just seen the movie Marla with Liam Neeson. It is a very good movie. I think you would enjoy it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate the recommendation, Robert. And now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Nicole, Patreon supporter since April of 2022, currently supporting the show at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Nicole. And that will do it for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to follow it using your favorite podcast software. And also, please rate and review it wherever you download your podcast from. We will be back next Monday with another episode of The Adventures of Sam Spade, but join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, where... How about the other man who was killed, Blaine? His case was adjusted by another company. So that leaves us John Reardon. Yeah. About a month after the accident, his wife filed claim for payment. Our investigation was ended by then. We notified the insurance commissioner of the circumstances of his death and requested a judgment. Routine. Did it go through all right? Yeah. The appellate court declared John Reardon legally dead after the required three-year waiting period. Pretty standard when there's no body. Sure. Eastern honored the claim and paid Mrs. Reardon $20,000. So, that's about it. Except that now somebody thinks he's alive. Not just somebody. Paul Coombs. Yeah, yeah. And if that's so, Eastern's been swindled for $20,000. Tell me about the beneficiary. Ms. Reardon? Mm-hmm. Nice woman. Met her a couple of times. She didn't need money, I can tell you that much. Oh? Yeah, worth over $200,000. Never married again. You say she didn't file her claim until a month after the accident. That's right. She ever give any reason for waiting that long? Well, she was pretty broken up about it. The money wasn't important, particularly. Maybe she just forgot. Pat, I've got a question. What's that, John? How can you forget $20,000? I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.